Galatians chapter 3, we're going to start reading at verse 26. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And let's go back to the 26th verse. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. We live in a tough time. We live in a, in a hard day. And uh, we're living in that day that was spoke of in the Bible where it said, because of iniquity, the love of many shall wax cold. There's just not a lot of love in the world that we live in. Would you agree with me on that? Amen. There's not a lot of compassion, not a lot of empathy. Not a lot of kindness, very little long-suffering, not a lot of love. And, but we do have one thing to cling to. If you've been saved, if you got on your knees and you didn't have to get down on your knees, it's wherever your heart is, I realize that. But if you called out to the Lord Jesus Christ and you put your faith in Him... He washed your sins away by His blood that He shed on Calvary. We can cling to the fact that we're a child of God. Amen. If the Lord will help me for a few minutes, that's the way I'd like to go. To be a child of God. And My mother happened to come this morning. I'm glad she's with us. I've got a piece of paper. That tells me in 1966 I was born to Patsy and J.D. Strange. But about 1976, somewhere around in there, I had a new birth. I had that birth that I can't remember. They tell me I was born at Allen Baker Clinic in White Pine. All I can go on is what I've been told about that one. But as the Morrison sisters sang, that second birth, I was there when it happened. Amen. I remember it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. They've got a song that says, I shall not forget the day when I heard my Savior say, Aren't you glad that you're one of His children? In a world that we live in that's as blackened, as nasty, as evil as at times as I've ever seen, we can cling to the fact that we're a child of God. For ye are now the child, children of, the, of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. He made us an heir and a joint heir, and nothing and a nobody. But, but I'd like to look at what, it, what is it to be a child of God. Now, I mentioned my mom and dad. They have a thing in our modern age that they can take some of your blood and they can break it down and put it, put it into special machines. And I, this is just conjecture on my part. I know very little about this. But from what I understand, they can break a molecule of your blood down 
to the point to where they can tell you what traits you inherited from your mother, what traits you inherited from your father. It's called DNA. And so if they were to take a sample of my blood today, they would be able to tell you that indeed I didn't have to rely on just that piece of paper, that it was showed up in my blood work that I would be the son of J.D. and Patsy Strange. If you want to prove that I'm a child of God, check the blood. Amen. I may not look like much. Some of my behavior sometimes may betray the fact that I'm one of his children. But if you follow me long enough, I hope you'll see some of his traits in me. I hope you'll see some of the mercy that he's extended to me. I hope you'll see some of the grace that he's given me. Oh, Sarah, I'd be ruined if it wasn't for my father. Amen. I'm glad to be one of his children. Glad to say I'm a child of God. Aren't you? You may face trouble. You may face trials. You may face heartache. But we're never alone. We're his child. The Bible says, fear not, little flock. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You may never have a lot of earthly possessions in this life. You may never hold a million dollars in your hand. You may never live in the finest house in Cock County. You may never drive the nicest car. But I, you don't want the traits of a family. You, now, most of you, a lot of you live in White Pine. When we leave this place and depart, some of you will go back toward down 25E and cross the bridge and into White Pine. If you look over to your right, about a quarter of a mile from the bridge, you'll see a little white house where I was raised and I lived there with J.D. and Patsy Strange. That's one of the traits of a family as they live together. I'm going to move into my new home with my father one day after a while. It's not the Baptists that are going. It's not the Presbyterian or the Church of God or the Methodists. It's not the Stranges. It's not the Ellisons. It's not the Costers. There's one family that's going to heaven when this life is over. It's God's family. And I'm proud to say I'm one of His little children. I'm the least. But I'm whatever. What is it to be God's child? Let me explain it to you. <laughs> well, preacher, I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm poor. He never promised you he'd fill your bank account. No. This prosperity stuff that they preach is of the devil. It's not backed by the King James Version Bible. But let me tell you what my father will do for you. You may not have a boatload of money. But he did say he'd supply my every need. This is what David had to say about it. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. I don't have to worry. Now listen, I may be a beggar. I read in the Bible where some of his children were beggars. I preached on that Wednesday night, so I can't say that I'll never be in that boat. 
But I do read where He said He'd supply by every need. And if I need spiritual food, I have no doubt. He'll be there. He fed me some this morning. How about you? I'm here to tell you today that God is still good. That He's still my Father. Let me tell you something. He said this also. And you pray for a few minutes. This is a hard part to preach for me. But He said, without chastisement, you're a bastard and not son. You know what a bastard is? A bastard is a child whose father will not claim him. A bastard is a child that grows up without a father. I'm glad I've got one. I'm a child of, the, of, of God. And He's good to me. He watches over me. He supplies my every need. He even corrects me every once in a while, Marty, when I get out of His will. And so I don't always like it. It don't always feel good. But it's always for my benefit. He shows me the right way to go. If He left us to our own devices, we'd lift our eyes in hell. But He made a way that we would be outcast. He made a way that we could be reconciled into His goodwill. He made a way that we, us, nobody's nothing considered as dogs could be His little children. Thanks be to God for the way that He made through the Lord Jesus Christ. A child of God. My dad would tell me to do something, and if I didn't do it, now he'd have mercy on me. Mom would have mercy on me, but there came a, th- came a time whenever I went a little too far, I'd be corrected. You know why we're in this shape that we're in in this world today? We won't take time to discipline our children. That's right. We won't take time. I'm not talking about beating them. I don't believe in child abuse. But I believe you can teach children. Well, I believe that's biblical, isn't it? Yeah. Train up a way. That's train right. up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he won't depart from it. It don't say that they'll always stay right on the altar. It don't say that they'll always be in the center of God's will. That's right. But it says when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Now, let, let me ask you this. And you pray on for a few minutes. Sure, I won't be much longer. Is there anybody here that's ever got cold? I'm not talking about chill bumps on your arm and the temperature. Yeah. Is there anybody here that's ever got out of the will of God? Yeah. That's me. That's me. And if you'd tell the truth, that's you too. If we never got out of the will of God, there'd be no need for Him to send His Son. That's right. That's right. But here's what He does. He loves us. Amen. Have you ever gotten... A lot of us have children here at church. Have you ever gotten angry at your child? That's me. Yes, I sure have. I didn't beat them in the ground. Had words with them. Told them what they were doing wasn't what was pleasing. And if you're a parent, you've had that same conversation as well. 
Yeah. He speaks in a still, small, small voice, we Amen. are told. Amen. Yeah. A voice that dispels all fear. When I'm in doubt or troubled in soul, that still, small voice I can hear. I've been so troubled, Marty. I've been heartbroken. I've been down. I've been low. Yeah. But then... He whispers sweet peace to me. He whispers sweet peace. (laughs) That's my father talking. Can you hear it? He whispers sweet peace to me. When I am cast down in spirit and soul, he whispers sweet peace to me. Aren't you glad when he talks to you? Amen. You know, you want to let a, you want to be put in on a little secret. He'd like to talk to you more often. Right. He'd like to talk to me more often. If I take the time to follow my knees and put out the world, here's what it tells us to do. It tells us to get in the closet and pray in secret. And we, he that seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Amen. I'll have to say we're not perfect at Dutch bottoms. Every one of us has failed and come short of the glory of God. But I believe somebody has crawled off in their closet because God has openly rewarded us this morning. And I believe this as well. He loves all of His children. Not just us at Dutch Bottoms. Not just us at Rankin. Not just us at Ray's Chapel or wherever you attend church. He loves... His children, and he wants to bless above measure. Amen. I believe if you thought this morning was good, and it was, it can be better. He can save. And if you're here lost, he wants to save you. Amen. Yeah. To be God's child. What must it be like to be God's child? Well, let me tell you. It's not always great. Let's look at a couple of people in the Bible. And that's an easy question. If I said, are you a child of God? Here go the hands, right? Satan came up before the Lord and he said, where have you been? He said, I've been up and down to and fro in the earth seeking whom I may devour. Yeah. And you know who God recommended to him? One of his children. Yeah. Preacher, I wouldn't want to be like that one. I wouldn't want to have to suffer. I wouldn't want to have to have to do without. I wouldn't want to have to be sickly. God recommended his child because he knew what he was made of. That's right. Amen. Let's go farther. Amen. He knew what was in his, he knew what was in his DNA. Amen. You're stronger than you think you are. You just need to go back and take a look at your makeup. Take a look at who you are and how you came to be one of these little children. Now let's let's cover this before I go farther, old Job. What does it take to make a child? 
It takes a mother and a father. To be God's child, you have to be born into his family. Where does that come from? Well, we read about Nicodemus. Jesus said, Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. That this born of flesh is flesh by fleshly birth, as I mentioned earlier, was over at Allen Baker Clinic in 1966. That this born of spirit is spirit. That spiritual birth came on a half bed about a mile down the road here uh, whenever I was an eight-year-old boy, and I never will forget it, but I'm going to preach to you this. Yes, I was at home when I got saved, but I got saved right down through the church. Amen. There were people at church praying Amen. for me. There were people at church worried about me. There were people at church called my name out to God. There were people at church that didn't want to see me die and go to hell. And if you're here lost and undone, there are people at church that are calling your name Amen. to God today. Amen. When I asked Jesus to save me, this is what happened. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. That's what happened. I became a child of God. So we got to the point to you know how it happened. Let's see what it's like. Job was recommended to Satan. And this is what the Lord told him. He said, you can touch all that he hath except his life. That's mine. Amen. That's mine. I've heard people make their brags. I'd like to meet Satan. I'd punch him in the eye. I know you wouldn't. He'd destroy you. That's right. For Satan hath desired to sift you as wheat. You're telling me you're greater than Peter? No. You're telling me you're greater than somebody that walked with God every day? That's not biblical, folks. That's right. This is what the Bible says. Shun the very appearance of evil. Of evil. Amen, yeah. If it has hatred, if it has bitterness, if it has anger in it, get away from it. Because God is not the author of confusion. And let's finish that verse. I don't want to leave you in the dark as to what He is. He's not the author of confusion, but He's the author of peace. As in some of our churches, if you want to know what God is, come to church and feel His Spirit and power and you'll have that peace in your heart. And that's what He is. Amen. What's it like to be one of his children? It's not all roses, but it's all love. Yes. You know Job's story. I'm not going to go off of it. And one day he lost everything he had. Lost all his wealth. Lost all his possessions. Lost his servants. Lost his children. And even that wasn't enough to make Job deny his God. I've seen people you let a little adversity come their way and they want to blame God. If there's hurt involved with it, is it really of God? Oh, listen. 
Job lost everything he had. And that wasn't enough to turn him against his father. Amen. Yeah. And he even, Satan even touched him with sore boils. I'm trying my best to hurry along. Satan even touched him with sore boils. If you ever had a boil, it hurts. You can't move. You can't sit still. They hurt. I've had one. Job had them from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Amen. He was covered in them. Yeah. I cannot begin to imagine the amount of pain that Job was in. And he was in such a shape till he sat in the middle of a dusty robe and robed, and either even his friends didn't recognize him. He looked so bad. And his wife got discouraged. She said, Why don't you just curse God and die? Job said. Thou speakest as one of the foolish women. Have you ever thought about who that is? That's covered in God's word too. These are silly women laden with sins in Ephesians, if I'm not mistaken. That's the foolish women. Thou speakest as one of the foolish women. The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. So if he took it away from me, I'm going to bless him anyway. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We forget. We think God owes us. We were on hell. And His mercy is what He's extended. His grace is what He's extended. And we've already got more than we ever deserved. Not a good time in Job's life. Not many fond memories he can talk about in being God's child during this time. Job wondered what the problem was. He prayed and asked God to show him. His friends pointed their fingers at him and said, Surely you must have sinned or you wouldn't have been in this shape. Yeah. Don't really matter what other people think. It's your relationship between you and God is all that matters. You want to know how Job recovered? You can't tell me he didn't hurt. Oh, yeah. You lose a child, and that has to hurt. Yeah. I can't imagine losing a child. Let me tell you this, and I I don't think Tammy will mind me telling you this. We have three boys, but she was expecting another child at one time. It was about three or four months along when we found out that it wasn't going to make it. And we lost that baby. And it was like a death in the family. Yeah. For months, we mourned. Not, even, not just me and her. Kenzie had already been born. Even he mourned for a little while. I can't imagine what it would be like as Job was to lose Several different, several of his children, all of his children. We just lost one little baby. He lost all of his children in the process of a day. You can't tell me he didn't hurt. You can't tell me he didn't mourn. You can't tell me he wasn't suffering. But he praised the Lord anyway. Amen. This is how Job got out of the shape he was in. He looked at his friends and the shape they were in. 
and he began to pray for them. And the 42nd chapter of Job says, and Job's captivity was turned when he prayed for his friends. We only see me. We only see the shape I'm in. We only see the trouble I'm going through. We only see the heartbreak that I have. If you look around, there are people in far worse shape than I am. And they deserve prayer way more than I do. Amen. Amen. What's it like to be God's child? You have a desire to see other people blessed. (laughs) You have a desire to see people at peace. This is what Matthew chapter 6 says. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are the children of God. People that stir up trouble, I just wonder and doubt if they're really God's child. That don't sit well, does it? The shape our, shape our world is in today, <coughs> folks that want to stir all the time, they want to scream and yell and be bitter and angry at one another, is that a trait of God? No. I believe when you're God's child, you'll walk like Him, you'll talk like Him, you'll act like Him, you'll sound like Him. Here I am. The son of J.D. Strange. There sits some people right here that knew my dad most of his life. Did he not have this gray hair like I do? From the time I was 25 years old, my head was gray. Did he not have a little extra around the middle like I do? Well, he sure did. I've heard that you can't be a strange if you don't have that. I have the same posture. Sound similar to it. So you see there are traits that I got biologically from him that he couldn't deny me. So if I'm a child of God, hard to love like him. If I'm a child of God, are to have mercy like he does. Are to show grace toward others like he does. Are to have long suffering toward others like he does. I just want to be more like him. That's what I need. I don't need to worry about you. I don't need to worry about what you need to fix in your life. I just need to be more like my father. If we worried about ourselves and took care of ourselves and tried to be more like God, we'd be in a lot better shape. What's it like to be one of his children? I told you, it said without chastisement, your masters and not sons. I know Marty taught here last Sunday, I think it was, on Naomi and Ruth. I preached a little bit here a while back on Naomi. She left Bethlehem, Judah and went down to Moab because she heard it was better. And in the process, she lost her husband and two of her sons. And so when we read about her returning to Bethlehem, Judah, she says, call me not Naomi, but call me Mara, for the Lord hath dealt bitterly 
with me. He's not all love all the time. Sometimes he has to correct us. That's right. Naomi left Bethlehem, Judah. What's that mean, preacher? When you look at the sign, instead of it saying Dutch bottoms, it could say Bethlehem, Judah. How many times the church gets a little low, a little down, and people try, they think they can find something better somewhere else. There is nothing better than the family of God. There is nothing better on this earth than being one of his children. It's a family, folks. I've got a sister, you know that. We're not always lovey-dovey. When we were kids, she's younger and I'm older. We'd play. If I did something she'd like, she'd reach and pinch the far out of me. And of course, I'd try to get her back. And when I did, she'd scream and cry. And then we'd both be in trouble. My parents didn't let that go. They didn't say, oh, they're just kids. We got disciplined. And guess what I'd do, Johnny? Daddy'd get me by the arm and I'd run. I'd run around in circles. I'd wire him out. Keela never got high for the spankings I did because he'd be wore out for trying to get hold of me. It ain't changed. I don't like to be whipped today. I don't like to feel God's wrath on me even today. But sometimes I need it because I'm his child and he has to keep me in line. Yeah. yeah. He has to show me the right way to go. I may think I know it, but this is what the book says. His ways are higher than my ways, and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Thus saith the Lord. That ain't Mike. That ain't the book of Mike. That's the book of the King James Version Bible. A child of God. Sometimes he has to correct us. Let's go on. Life ain't always grand. Life ain't always perfect when you're a child of God. Asked Paul, would you agree he was a child of God? Yes. He said, I had a thorn in the flesh. And I prayed thrice that it would be removed. Have you ever had something trouble you? You ever had something bother you? Lay down and sleep. Lay down to go to sleep at night, and there it'd be, right there. And you could not get rid of it. You try to fix it. You think of possible solutions, what you might say, what you might do. You go to work, and in the middle of the day, you're working, and there it is again. Just will not leave you alone. Tugging at your heartstrings. Troubling you. Paul said, I prayed thrice for the thorn in the flesh that it would be removed. And you know what happened? We think just because we pray something, God ought to work out just the way we think it ought to happen. His ways are not our ways and His thoughts are not our thoughts. 
But I'll tell you what they are. They're better than my ways. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't remove Paul's thorn, even though he was his child. But he gave him something better. He gave him grace. My grace is sufficient for thee. Now I've read that God is no respecter of person. I've read that God loves everybody. Here's what I've got to tell you. I'm here to tell you today, if He gave Paul grace, He's got grace for you in your time of trouble. Let's go on about what He told Paul, one of His little children. He said, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my grace is made perfect in weakness. We are the weakest thing God has ever made. And you may feel like you can't go on. You may feel like that you can't take another step. You may feel like your days are done on this earth. But if you'll trust the Lord and receive His grace, He can give you strength to go on another mile. You want proof? Paul said, I will therefore glory in my infirmities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. What's it like to be one of his little children? Let me finish up. I know we're after 12. You'll be all right. I ain't going to send you up here on the street corner to bum. Just hang with me for a minute. What's it like to be one of his little children? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This is an heir with you that's talking. Who is that preacher? That's Jesus. An heir and joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. What's it like to be part of his family? We are part of the chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a peculiar people. That's who we are. What's it like to be God's child? In my father's house are many mansions. He'd been there, so he'd know, wouldn't he? If it were not so, I would have told you. I go away to prepare a place for you, and if I go away, I'll come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Amen. Lest you think he's left us here to our own devices. He said, I'll go away, but I'll send you another comfort. Amen. He still passes by. He passed by right here this morning. Amen. He was here in a mighty way this morning. Amen. Friend, this is what it's like to be one of his children. And here we are and we worry. Numbers are not what they used to be, are they? It's not particular to Dutch Bottoms. It's all over. We have more apathy about church and Christianity than we've ever had in our life. Yet everybody's ready to go. I don't understand that. I believe if you're one of his children, you'll show up at his house. Amen. And if you are one of his children, you will show up at his house. When when he's had enough, he'll tell Jesus, go get him. That's right. He'll come back on the clouds. He'll say, John, you've been faithful over a few things. Enter into the joys of the Lord. Ain't you waiting for him to call your name? 
He'll say, Sarah, you've been faithful over a few things. Well done. Enter into the joys of the Lord. You know why he can call their name? Because they're part of the family. He knows his children. He knows his brothers and sisters. He knows us because we're part of the family. And when he calls our name, we'll rise to meet him in the air. The dead in Christ shall rise first. And those of us that are alive and remain shall be changed in a moment of a twinkling of an eye. John saw us. He saw Moses, he saw Abraham, he saw Isaac, he saw Jacob, he saw Sarah, he saw Hannah, he saw different of the saints, he saw Paul, he saw Luke, he saw John. And I believe there's some saints that's gone on from Dutch bottoms that he's seen. He saw Jay and Bonnie, he saw different ones, he saw the Wilsons. I've known of great folks in my lifetime. Burl and Bill Kreider and different men. Brother Wayne Haiti and different ones. I, I watched my dad leave this world. And I believe they were in that number that John saw and bring it up the rear. The least little thing that Jesus ever said. His smallest child. His biggest disappointment. It'll be me. I'm not worthy. I'm not even worthy to call his name. But I'll be there if that number and you will too if you've been saved by the grace of God. If you're God's child. People tend to be cynical. They'll say, well, they got that job because of who they were related to. I'm going to heaven because of who I'm related to. And this job, J.D. Strange. Wendy's a distant cousin of mine. She probably won't claim me, but it's not because I'm related to Wendy. My mom's sitting over here. It's not because I'm her son. I'm getting there because of who I know, who I'm related to. I know Jesus. Amen. And I'm one of God's children. By the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Who are you? Can you claim any relation? How are you going to get to heaven? Preacher, I don't know. I don't know my family. May I introduce you to this Hangs out the stars and tells the sun when to shine. Kisses the flowers each morning with dew. But he's not too busy to care about you. Who is that preacher? I'd like to know him. We have a heavenly father with eyes full of mercy. He really cares for you. Your head is low. Consider your deliverance, and then you will know. If he's made a lily. I remember Sonny Davis was here and preached a revival. And Peggy had a great big bouquet of lilies. Sitting right here. 
And his text was the lilies of the valley. And he came down from out behind the podium, came around the desk right here, and he stopped. And he sniffed. Just great big, and talked about how precious the lily was to smell. How good it smelled. He wasn't talking about the flowers. He was talking about the lily of the valley. If God can make a lily, if God can make a rose, if God can make all of the beauty. Now we're here in another week or so, the leaves are about to change color. There'll be thousands of people coming to the mountains to see the changes in the colors of the leaves and how pretty they are. God did all that. And if he could do that out of an inanimate object, that had no life in it whatsoever, imagine what he can make of you. Imagine the good things he can create in your life if you'll introduce yourself to him. If you'll ask him. He's nigh to them that are broken heart and will save such as be of a contrite spirit. Preacher, when will I get saved? When you want it more than anything. When it's more important to you than anything else in life, that's when he'll save you. When you're willing to lay down everything, all the bitterness, all the anger, all the hatred, all the fear, all that stuff that Satan has filled your head with that torments you day and night, when you're willing to lay that down, Jesus will save you. Aren't you glad? 114 in the green book. Ever since Jesus saved and pardoned, I've been singing every day. I've never been sorry. I've yet to meet. I'm 55 years old. I got saved when I was eight. That's what, 40-something years? I'm yet to meet anyone that experienced salvation that regretted it. It just doesn't happen. That's right. Amen. Why don't you try it? It's good. Yeah. Why don't you? Best thing I ever did. Amen. How about you? Amen. Oh, how about you, Ethan? Wasn't it the best thing you ever did? Was ask Jesus to save you. Oh, it's wonderful. Still is today, Johnny. Amen. I've had some heartache. Yeah. But I'm glad to be one of God's children. Amen. I've had some trouble. But I'm glad to be one of God's children. I'm not the same as I used to be, but I'm still one of God's Amen. children. Would you like to be? Would you like to try it? Oh, it's so good. Marquita, come on.